Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. All rise, court is back in session. With me, as always, is a man who always manages to stay on target, Mr. Drew Celestino. Ah, uh, loosen up. Stay on target. I, I'll, I'll try and stay on target. Stay on target. That's what I do. How you doing, sir? What's up? Here we are, back again. In a new environment for us. Yeah, we're kind of in the holodeck, but it's blue. Kinda. So it's like the Orville holodeck, where it's just just different enough not to get sued over. Just enough. We are currently at Game on Land on Delaware Avenue in Buffalo. Uh, later on in the show, we are going to talk to Josh, the owner and proprietor of this wonderful establishment. One of the reasons we are here is that our little show is branching out. We're trying some different things. Like we said last episode, we sponsored a little prize in an X-Wing tournament, and there's a fighting game tournament coming up here Saturday, February 10th, starting at noon. It is simply called the Fighting Game Tournament. We'll get into why it's called that later on in the show. Uh, We are sponsoring a pop bonus. Uh, We're sponsoring a $100 pop bonus, and that pop bonus is getting applied to Dragon Ball Z Fighters. Mm. And then we're also uh, donating a exclusive, cannot-be-bought-in-stores Hulk Bruce Banner Combo Pack Funko Pop and the the winner of the Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite uh, gets that. All right. So, yeah, here we are. Drew, how's it going? Uh, It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Opening statements? Opening statements. Well, it's been a whirlwind of emotions over the last uh, few days. Would you say you are in a glass case of emotions? Uh, we've shattered the case. <laughs> okay. So, it's been uh it's been it's been kind of nutty, man. I've I've run the gamut. So, the 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 long and short of the immediate concerns uh we were planning this kitchen renovation, right? And it's been, you know, on the wish list for a long, long time. And, you know, we started to kind of really investigate ways to do it and specifics, details, cabinetry, and flooring, and yada, yada. And that's all well and good. And unfortunately, I started to see the price tag on what we wanted to do spiral mm. upward very, very rapidly. So I kind of ran the gamut of being hell-bent all in on this idea to petrified, can't sleep at night, afraid to death to do it. So, uh, whirlwind of emotions, and I think we've just kind of opted to, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hold off on, on all that business. Um, I'm sorry, man. I knew you were well, looking forward to it. I was kind of like Chris Rock, and I'm going to get you, sucker, when you're trying to negotiate the price. Well, I, I didn't get oh, to negotiation come on, man. phase yet. Put in it, pour it in my hand. I don't need a cup. <laughs> they can't pour cabinets and, and, and countertops into your hands, unfortunately. Um, yeah, you know, put it this way: in theory, it could be done, but should it be done? Ah, you're going by the uh, Ian Malcolm philosophy. <laughs> sure, sure. Yes. So I'm, preoccupied whether or not you could, you didn't stop and think if you should. Yeah. So I stopped and thought if it should be done. And, uh, you know, it, it it could have been done maybe, but 
would I be able to sleep at night knowing what it took? And then we're doing great on the market right now with housing values, but five yeah. years from now, God, God only knows. Yeah. And if something were to go downturn and for whatever reason we ever want to get out of this house and go somewhere else, like what, what then, you know? Yeah. So housing upgrades are always like car upgrades. You're never going to get back what you put into it. You do well, it for- you, you can, but you gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta be in the right spot. And I don't know that we're quite in the spot where I want to throw some money that much money. Were you thinking of like a home equity loan or something? Uh, refinancing. And, um, it would depend on the appraisal. Uh, they, they would, re, they would come and reappraise the house. And then based on the reappraisal, you get a new mortgage for the reappraisal. Then after fees, you get the balance between what you owe on your mortgage and then what they gave you. Right. Gotcha. So, yeah, you know, it, 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 uh, it was there, but I just didn't feel good about it. And if you don't feel good about it, it's yeah. probably not a good idea. So, yep. That's that's the more that's the personal aside. That's good. That's a good grown up decision. Not to say it's, you're not grown up. But it's a very adult decision. It's, it's a good decision to make. And part of being an adult is, unfortunately, knowing when you gotta tap out a little bit. And that, yeah. It kind of hurts because you want it, but you can't yep. necessarily have it. Um, we are gonna do some home upgrades. We're not gonna we're not gonna blow all that money, but we are gonna do some stuff to get the place up to snuff and uh, just do some little things to keep keep the place looking. Top shelf, as top shelf as it can, cool. without you know, killing us <laughs> with debt. So that's okay. Um, but, 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 wrestling has owned my life for the last few days. Yep. In yep. a in a way that it hasn't. And I mean, you know, you might think that it does all the time, but it really doesn't. I just happen to catch things that I really enjoy. But the weekend was, it was a jam packed weekend of events of wrestling. If, uh, if memory serves, the Royal Rumble was this weekend. Okay, so we had three nights, mind you, of NJPW New Beginnings. Okay. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night in Japan, which equated to mornings here. So Friday morning, Saturday morning, Sunday morning here. Okay. Um, And the Royal Rumble on Sunday, WWE Royal Rumble, and NXT TakeOver the night before on Saturday. Okay. There's a whole lot of wrestling happening here, right? Yep. And I have to say, big things occurred, man. New stuff has come to light. New stuff has come to light. Some joyous, some heartbreaking, some romantic even. So let me, let me. Okay, I'm just saying this place is going to close at some point. They are going to kick us out. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna bullet point this then for you. (laughs) First item of note. I mean, I mean it's not till like 10 o'clock. That's fine. O'clock. I could go on. And I know on. I know you could. So, first item of note, you'll be happy to hear your favorite NJPW star to to me and Jay's delight actually that he is your favorite NJPW star, Minoru Suzuki, crazy hair guy. Yay. Well, he had to cut all that off, yeah, so, but but he still had the flames are back, but now he doesn't have the spiky the back. Deadly dainty shoes of death. You, you I'm not telling him about his shoes. He can wear whatever he wants. All right, I'm I will yell from a distance that his shoes are dainty, and if he comes over asking who said it, I will blame it on Jay and or Alan, whoever is closer to me. We will run, but he you and ca- I will run. Yes, he will catch us though. You know this. Not if we feed Alan and Jay to him. <laughs> oh man. 
Okay. Well, in any case, Minoru Suzuki. But again, Suzuki doesn't want to be fed. Suzuki wants to hunt. This is very true. <laughs> well, he hunted, son. And he tortured Hiroshi Tanahashi basically to death and okay. took his Intercontinental Championship. <coughs> so Minoru Suzuki is your new Intercontinental Champion. Yay! The match was great. And then, after about 15 minutes of a great match, then he put on a submission hold on Tanahashi's leg, which he did not release and only served to uh, put more and more pressure and contortion on for, I swear to God, another 15 minutes. Half the match was just him putting Tanahashi in a, in a leg bar and working the crap out of his knee. Tanahashi's foot was going backwards at one point, I swear to you. Um, he, it, it, it was brutal. As as painful as that sounds, it also sounds kind of boring. It wasn't. Okay. They sold, I'll take your word for they it. sold it to death. Tanahashi looked like he was dying. Red Shoes, our favorite referee, the best referee in all of professional sports, okay. is pleading with Tanahashi to give up. Pleading with him to give up because he knows that Suzuki is is killing him in the ring. Tanahashi would refuse to give up, refuse to give up, refuse to give up. Every time he grabbed the rope, he'd get the break. Suzuki would drag him back in, put the hold right back on, just kept just kept on him, would not stop. Red Shoes finally pleading with him, Tanahashi to, to give up. Tanahashi will not give up. Red Shoes finally calls the match and awards uh, Suzuki the belt. Wow. So you've got intrigue. So you've got Tanahashi had to go away for a little while. He never really quit. And the referee called it as a mercy. So there's a lot of intrigue around how how the result went down. Okay. And now Suzuki is your Intercontinental Champion. <coughs> and he is rubbing it in badly. His post-press conference was, was incredible. He sits down like a boss, because he is a boss, and puts a title belt in front of him. And the, the reporters are, you know, asking, they don't ask any questions. I forgot what, what happened. Like, how does it feel to be the champion or whatever? He takes a beer, because they have Coors Light cans on the table, because they're kind of sponsored by Ooh. Coors Light. He takes the Coors Light can, shakes it up, puts it down in front of the title, and pops it open, and it spills all over the place. And he goes, that's how I feel. He goes, how do I feel? You don't, congr- you don't congratulate me first? The first thing you ask is how I feel? I know you hate this. Like, oh, he went off. Like, I know you hate me as champion. But, I, oh, it was, it was awesome. It was, it was so awesome. That man is terrifying, and I love him. <laughs> so that happened. Okay. Um. Oh, let's see. Okay. Now we got to run the gamut of emotions here. Okay. Kenny Omega defended his United States Championship against Jay White, Switchblade Jay White, the kind of Kenny Omega cosplayer sort of guy. All right. Yay, Kenny. Well. Uh oh. Okay, so Kenny, in a previous match, Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks injured his back in his match. So he didn't come out with Kenny to the ring. Only Nick was out with him. Okay. Kenny and Jay put on an amazing performance. Like they do. Great match. I, I wasn't sold on Jay White until this match. Jay White's great. <sighs> Jay White shocked the world. No! And beat Kenny Omega for the United States Championship. Dang it. Kenny's distraught. Hangman Page, member of the Bullet Club, comes out 
And as, as is the tradition in New Japan, when the title changes hands, someone answers a challenge. So Hangman Page came out to challenge Jay White right there for the U.S. title. Kenny gets up, grabs the belt from Jay White, puts his hand on, on Page, tells him to back off, and begrudgingly hands the title back to Jay White. So Kenny kind of, air quoting, stole Page's moment, even though, you know. Gotcha. All right. Well, this brings out Cody. The Cody Rhodes. Yes. And there's been See, some t- learning. there's been some tension in the Bullet Club here. And the villain, Marty Skrull, as well. And uh Matt Jackson as well. And they're try- Matt and Nick are trying to console Kenny. Kenny doesn't want to be consoled. Cody's yelling at him. Cody's insisting that he stole Paige's moment. There's heat between Kenny and and Cody. Kenny's frustrated and in a heat of passion. Someone, you know, Matt's behind him trying to tell him, hey, man, it's okay. Let's, let's get out of here. Like, yeah. Kenny turns around blindly and pushes Matt down, who injured his back, right? That's so Nick was distraught that his brother was sent to the mat. Matt and Nick leave Kenny defense for himself. Okay. <sighs> Cody backs off Marty Skrull and Paige, tells them all to go to the back. It's just Kenny and Cody out there. Well, they talk, they're yammering on. They shake hands. They shake hands. Bullet Club truce, right? Yep. No. 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 Kenny's exiting the ring. Cody blindsides him, gives him the crossroads, and is about to destroy him <laughs> with Cro- a steel chair. Crossroads. Clever. Yep. Yeah, I got the like that. But who should come to the rescue? I don't know. Kota Abushi. Ooh, former tag team partner of Kenny Omega for many years ago. <laughs> they have avoided each other for many, many, many years now. But there's always the will they or won't they reunite story kind of threading around. So they're the Sam and Diane of NJPW. Kind of. <laughs> they were well. Their tag team name was the Golden Lovers. So um, read into that what you will. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> Please continue. So Coda saves Kenny Omega. And he offers him his hand. And Kenny's still distraught. He's basically Bullet Club at this point. But doesn't look like... He, he, he does not look long for Bullet Club anymore. And he's the, he was their leader. Might still be. It's a little unclear right now what's, what's happening. Okay. Kenny doesn't want to shake Coda's hand. Coda's pleading with him. He's holding out his hand to him. Shake my hand or whatever. I swear to God, there's a moment. And they got it in slow-mo. Coda is, is looking down at Kenny and, and offering his hand to him. Coda rolls a tear, and it drips off his face. You can see it clear as day. <laughs> oh, my God. It was, so, it was incredible. Finally, Coda turns around. Kenny gets up, grabs him by the shoulder, and they hug. Confetti goes off in the, in the building. Well, you know, got have that stuff on hand just in case. They're back. Golden Lovers are back. Kenny, 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 and his and his life mate are back. Great! It's it's pretty awesome. All so right. then, on being the elite, the, the TV show, the YouTube show, I should say that the, that the Young Bucks make. Then it's post match. It's a it's a show, which is great. Yeah, it's kind of how where angles kind of happen internally <laughs> with the Bullet Club, which is brilliant on their part. Kenny is distraught. 
walking through his hotel room. He goes to a hotel room door. 710 is the number. It's going to come into play in a second. He knocks on the door. Door opens. Matt and Nick Jansen are in the are in the hotel room. Okay. Kenny's standing there looking at them. They look at him. There's tension. Who should sidestep enter the frame next to Kenny but Kota Ibushi? And the episode ends with Kota and Kenny walking into the Young Bucks hotel room and the door closing. What does it mean? <laughs> what did I say that that, that room number was? <coughs> 710. Oh, excuse me. In bowling terms, <coughs> what is 710? It's a split. Bullet Club is splitting. In theory, anyway. It's unclear, <laughs> but Bullet Club's going to split, I think. And the elite, Kenny and the Bucks, are going to take on Kota Ibushi. They're going to become the golden elite, and they're going to take on Cody and the, the Bullet Club. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Okay. A lot of emotion there. Gotcha. I was marking out fiercely Sunday morning. Sunday afternoon, the Royal Rumble. The yeah. bet. We have a bet. Oh, it was glorious. There was a women's Rumble for the first time ever. Um, How did that go? Pretty well. Women's Rumble was great. Uh, better than it should have been. It was, I give it a B for the first one ever. I mean, it could have been better, but it was it was pretty solid. There were some fun spots in it, some, some uh, welcome comebacks. And uh, Asuka won. Asuka remains undefeated in WWE, including Ooh. NXT. Now, with the Rumble, they always bring back like one or two. Oh, there was like ten or wrestlers. twelve older wrestlers that they brought back in for the women. Really? Maybe that's it's exaggerating, but Lita, Trish, uh, uh, Beth Phoenix, Molly Holly. Um, I'm probably forgetting some, but they all were entrants into the Women's Royal Rumble. Huh. So it was pretty cool. Um. So Oscar wins the, the Women's Rumble. Ronda Rousey got introduced, and that's that's all kind of going on. I saw that. Okay. Yeah. Right. I saw because, of course, ESPN was covering it. Sure. She's a name. Um, all right. So she walks in wearing a T-shirt that says that has Ronda Rousey, her name on it. Yes. But the T-shirt is in the classic design of Rowdy, 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 Rowdy Piper. Yes, sir. The white T-shirt with the that's correct. The red rings and the the lightning bolt lettering. Yep. Uh, she hasn't earned that. Um. Well, she used the name Rowdy Ronda Rousey while she was in UFC, and she had Rowdy and the family's blessing to do that. And the black coat that she was wearing when she came out at the Rumble, okay. Rowdy's son gave to her to wear out that. Right before she went out there. So it was Roddy's old coat. Yes. That was Roddy. It was Roddy by God Piper's jacket. That, that kind of explains why it was three sizes too big. Yes. Yes, it does. So she's, she has the, she has the blessing to, to, that's her thing. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, so she, wa- she wasn't in like an, she was not match. in the rumble. Okay. She did steal Oscar's moment though. Asuka has the option as the winner of the Rumble to choose which champion she will, will face at WrestleMania. There's okay. SmackDown and Raw, so SmackDown would be Charlotte Flair, and uh, Raw would be uh, Alexa Bliss. Well, before Ale- or before Asuka can make her decision, Ronda Rousey came out and interrupted her and pointed at the sign. They all point at the sign. It's it's, it's ridiculous. Anyway, um, so we video, don't know. I, I saw a video of that. The crowd didn't really seem to pop for that. They were tired. Because uh, here's the thing. The, the Women's Rumble closed the show. And I, really? Because they wanted that Rousey moment to close the show. Okay. But the crowd was pretty tired by that point because, we'll get to that in a moment, 
the well, men's rumble. Well, um, big ups to WWE for closing their show with the women's. They rumble. have data. Well, again, the Rousey factor is a big yeah. determining factor. Um, they want that press. They want that. They want everyone looking at them with open eyes and open wallets, ideally, when the TV contract comes out. Gotcha. So anyway, um, yeah, she stole Asuka's moment. We don't know which champion Asuka's going to face yet. Um, and it's kind of unclear what Rousey's doing either. She just kind of came out and pointed and didn't really issue a challenge of any sort. She just kind of came out and pointed. So I don't know what's really happening with that, but it got eyes on the product. So yay, I guess. But whatever. That is what it is. The men's rumble. The men's rumble. Uh-oh. Okay, here's the thing. These have been really bad for the last few years, okay? Okay. Like, Vince trolling the audience bad. Okay. For several years now. So I go into Rumbles now kind of with that feeling of dread, like, who's Vince going to shove down our throats this year that everyone hates but he loves, and they're going to boo the crap out of the ending of the Rumble. What's... Well, Vince is kind of busy with another project right now. I don't even want to talk about that right now. <laughs> that's... Never mind. So the match itself, I have to say, was one of the most fun Rumbles in a while. A lot of good spots, good pace of guys coming out, and like the order was interesting. Yeah. Um, there, were, there were fun moments, fun spots. Uh, any uh, surprise visitors? No one. Uh, well, Rey Mysterio showed up looking great because there's no drug testing in Lucha Underground. <laughs> so Rey was looking fantastic. Uh, does this mean Rey is no longer in Lucha Underground? Lucha is not really filming yet for season four, so it remains gotcha. to be seen what's going to happen with that. Um, so he was a special entrant. Uh, to be honest, I don't think they really had many other surprise entrants. It was a pretty, um, a pretty current lineup that they brought out for the rumble this year um i can't believe this happened okay i'm stunned i'm shocked would you say and i'm stone cold stunned no that don't 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 tease me sir <laughs> what i would what i would give for another stone cold run uh i'm shocked but i'm delighted oh Shinsuke Nakamura won the Royal Rumble. And Shinsuke! Is, and is going to WrestleMania for awesome. the title. And he laid out his challenge to AJ Styles, the SmackDown, the WWE champion. Okay. By lineage, AJ is the champion. The Universal title is Raw's title. That's, that's a new one. That's made up. Yeah. AJ, by all rights, is the WWE champion. Huh. Oh, boy. Carl, I've seen this match before, a couple years ago, in NJPW. Yeah? If they are motivated, they're going to tear the house down. Again. So, in other words... Kids, go on your Google machine, go to YouTube, and uh, I think NJPW has it up for free, actually. Just Google Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles, Wrestle Kingdom 10. Sit down... Get some popcorn and watch the show. And that's what you have. That's what we have to look forward to at Mania this year. So, in other words, as pertaining to WWE, I would assume your stance right now is to quote Godfather Part Three: Every time you think you're out, ah, pull you back in. Well, let's look at the graphic, shall we? Um, that we yeah, posted, yeah. that we shared. There's that cycle where yep. I get my hopes up, 
they disappoint me. So I'm not sure where on that cycle I am right now, but uh, I think I'm in the getting my hopes up portion. I know I shouldn't. Easy there, guy. I'm about done, so I'm going to let you <laughs> take over in a moment, so get all Jeez, that out. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for monopolizing the conversation, folks, but it was yeah, a very, right. very fun wrestling weekend. Uh, good friend Steve Bajak won his first Royal Rumble bet on top of that with Shinsuke Nakamura. Should have been me, just saying. If anyone should have won, that it should have been me, but I, the, the, ping, the ping pong balls did not go my way, unfortunately. Gotcha. <laughs> so, Shinsuke Nakamura is going to WrestleMania. It's pretty awesome. I I can't believe it. Then NXT. I'm gonna I'm just gonna because there's so much to get cover. Uh, takeover as takeovers usually are. NXT Takeover. I watched it uh, before Raw yesterday, and Takeover was fantastic as they usually are. Um, matches of the night: uh, Alistair Black and um, um, Adam Cole in an Extreme Rules match. Excellent. Those guys are inc- both of those guys are incredible. And uh, for the NXT Championship. Uh, Cien Almas, champion, defending against Johnny Gargano, they put on a classic. A classic. It was in, it was it was a five star baller match. Nice. Ex- excellent match. Star making match for both of those guys. Just so I'm I was I was delighted. So pro wrestling has been uh been my joy this weekend. And I got some new records too. Yay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got a uh, got some new records that sound fantastic. The Gojira for Mars to Sirius record, which is my favorite Gojira album on vinyl, sounds dope. And the new Machine Head record, Catharsis, which is so controversial right now because metalheads have you know the tolerance of a gnat. Uh, and it's great too. So fight me on that. Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. Don't at me. Come at me. Uh, yeah, that's that's it. I'm done. I'm done. Right. I'm done with my monologue now. Okay. You can talk now. How was your week? <laughs> One hour later. <laughs> uh, my week was okay. Um, as you can hear, I'm still uh, recovering from a cold that, in the grand scheme of colds, was not that bad, but it was all focused on the throat. I've been there. So, yeah. I you sound better, except for the hacking death cough that just occurred. Yeah, it happens. I've been living on uh, throat coat tea and cough drops and whatnot, and so yeah, good stuff there. Uh, see, so trying to think. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I had off because Julie was out of town, so I spent some quality time with my son William. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, Friday, we did not do game night. No, sorry about that. You guys. More just like my weekend was very jam packed, and uh, I just needed Friday to kind of brace myself for what was to come. I get it; you didn't want to be around me. That's that's, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Mr. Alan Waiters was gracious enough to come over to my place and bring his uh, brand new copy of Dragon Ball Fighter Z, ah. uh, of which I just got my copy today in the mail. Hey, Amazon, time to reevaluate what you consider two day shipping. <laughs> Um, and we played for about an hour or so. So what's the verdict? Fantastic. So much fun. Insanely fun. Like I've been playing Street Fighter Arcade Edition for the past couple weeks and that's great. Mm -hmm. This is just because it's so different. Like I instantly want to get into learning this game and getting good at it. I'm probably going to enter the the tournament um, because our... 
our pop bonus that we are sponsoring for the the fighting game tournament upcoming again on February 10th here at Game on Land. Uh, our pop bonus is actually going towards Dragon Ball Z. Because I'd asked Brian, I was like, you know, he asked me, what game do you want the pop bonus to go towards? I'm like, I think thematically for our show, Marvel, Marvel versus Capcom would probably be the game it goes towards. Yeah. But, but I'll defer to you because you're the organizer. You have the most experience with this. Wherever you feel it can do the most good, go ahead and put it there. He decided to put it on Dragon Ball because Dragon Ball is the new hotness and it's going to have a lot of players and Marvel's kind of dead. Yeah, I, I got that impression. Especially, at least in this area, Marvel's kind of dead. Not and, for nothing, but I, based on your reaction to it, the buildup before its release and all that, I feel like it was dead on arrival. You can, if, if, you're, if you're a member of the Best Buy Game Club whatnot... You can go get a brand new copy of Best Buy right now for sixteen bucks. Ooh. Ooh. If you're not a member of the Game Club, it's twenty bucks. Still, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. this game is less than six months old. Uh, the mouse can't be happy about that. I wouldn't imagine. No. So yeah, um, so we played that for a little bit. Crazy fun. Uh, Saturday was an X-wing tournament. Mm. Ah man, dead last. Ah, well, here's the problem. Was it close? No. Okay, never mind. Here's the problem. I didn't put a lot of thought in my build. I just kind of like grabbed a build from my list and went with it. Because, you know, when you're, hats off to, to single parents. When you're the only one taking care of a kid, there's a lot more work needs to be done. So if you're a single parent out there, good on you. <laughs> big ups. Yeah, big ups. <laughs> so, but it's not saying my list was necessarily bad. I got a buy the first round because there was an odd number of players. And then for my next two matches, I had a two-ship list. I ran up against two four-ship lists. And it just, like, you know, dice weren't working out for me. You know, a couple mistakes here and there. It just didn't go well. I'm sorry. I had fun. It was a good tournament. But, yeah, it just, no, no. So. Are you so you're going to rebuild? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. We rebuild. We, we go back again. We get stronger. We, we learn from our mistakes. Time. Yes. And then uh, Sunday, uh, Julie and I continued on the road to Infinity War with Thor. Thor. How does the first Thor hold up? <laughs> Very well. Does it now? Because especially in comparison to the movies that were out at the time, it's so different. Like you have Iron Man, you have the Hulk, which all which take place in like modern day and Thor was a departure for sure. Yeah. Thor, yes, it does take place in modern day and there is some stuff that takes place on Earth. But you know what? The the action is good. The humor in the first Thor is just right. Mm. And and Loki is a villain, an actual villain. Yeah. Which is which is nice compared to like kind of where they went with him later He's on. He's developed. Eh. He's had he's had a change of heart. He's changed yeah. over time. He's an anti-hero now. Kind of. Yeah. Um, but no, it it holds up very very well. This week Captain America First Avenger. Uh, okay. I'm curious how that one holds up. I'm sure it's going to be great. Yeah. So, um that was my what in comparison uh, to yours is a cliff notes. I uh, do have uh, one more one more note. Oh, Jeebus. I was so excited I forgot and it's it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> So, uh, in all of my NJPW excitement, 
you are aware that uh, they are, we might not be aware. I'm going to tell you right now. March 25th, they are doing their second ever United States show in Long Beach, California. Los Angeles, baby. Yep. Um, I will be in attendance at said show. Really? And I will not be alone. Who's going with you? Mr. J. Gelsimino. Oh, boy. We got very lucky. I had four browser windows going on the ticket site at the time they went on sale. They were all put me in the virtual queue. I was in virtual queue for nine and a half minutes, and I swore I, I was texting Jay, dude, I, it, there's no way. It's got to be sold out. This, this thing's, we're getting killed here. But there was a way. Two life, tickets. Life uh, found a way. Life found a way. So we have we two a tickets. a lot of Jurassic Park references. In this I segment. know. It's weird. Uh, yeah, two tickets on the floor. Uh, NJPW, Strong Style Evolved, March 25th, Long Beach, California. Oh, my God. I'm amped up for this. That was just you and Jay going on this? Or uh, the wives? wife's going with me, too. Um, nope, just Jay and then me and the wife. So, um yeah, we're going to make a little weekend out of it. We're going to shoot up um, f- late Thursday night. We're going to spend Friday, Saturday, Sunday in in, in, in L.A. Uh, the show is on Sunday, so we're going to bop around a bit and do some L.A. stuff. Um, my L.A. experience last time I was there was kind of eh, so, but there was a lot of stuff I did not do. So I'm going um, to try and rectify that and have a, have a better time in L.A. this time. And then Jen and I are, uh, are mulling over right now, uh, extending the trip um, Jay Jay's welcome to fly home, obviously, after he's got to return to work, whereas uh, we are a little more flexible I th- with our time off, um, fortunately. And I think we're going to shoot up to Seattle to see my friends and some family up there. Cool. So um, that's kind of what's going on. I forgot about it, but uh, it's important because it's, uh, Jay and I will be doing some on-site scout reporting for NJPW <laughs> for all of you dear listeners who probably don't care at all. <laughs> all right. Well... Email the show and complain about all this wrestling talk at... Dear listeners, if you would like to tell us about your weeks in preferably a much shorter way that Drew did. Uh, if you'd like, send us any questions or comments to the show. You can find us at the following social media locations. You can find us at Devil's Do Pod on Twitter. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com. Or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, TheDevilsDoPodcast.com. That being said, Drew, we've got some listener questions. Bring it on. First up, coming from friend of the show, Mr. Tom Fenzel. Yay. Hello, guys. It's been a while. It's been wet. Comments from Star- from the Star Wars episode. In the old canon, we were able to see Force Ghosts do a lot. Some video games, we saw them all use... We saw the- them use... All force powers you can think of. Also in books, a force ghost at Yavin was able to turn one of Luke's students to the dark side. Uh, um, I love the scene in the Last Jedi with Yoda because you see that Luke was upset that the books were destroyed. Luke wasn't ready to let go at that time. Since July, every night I've been playing Mario Kart on Switch with my son, who is three years old. Somewhere between two and four races a night before we read books. Drew. Uh oh! What is your favorite Mario Kart track on Switch Ooh. or any system? There are a lot. Um, that, that's a lot. That that's 
the Switch is, is jam-packed with courses, so many, the most of any Mario Kart ever. Uh, my favorite Mario Kart course, a big fan uh, just, just because I can't believe it's included. It's not you know a Mario Kart cor- course per se, but it is a Mario Kart uh, 8 Deluxe for the Switch, and that would be Big Blue, which is an F-Zero course that they revamped and made uh, super amazing in, uh, in Mario Kart. And they redid the song, too, and it sounds awesome, and I'm just a sucker for F-Zero, so... Right now, I'd have to say Big Blue. I was also a big fan of, uh, in the old ones, um, DK's Jungle and uh, the one with the giant spinning Yoshi egg. Uh, I think they were both on N64. (laughs) Fond memories. Uh, Carl, did you pick up Mario Kart? Um, I did not. Uh, To date, the only game I have for my Switch is Mario Odyssey. Um, after I finished Odyssey, was just in time for Street Fighter Arcade Edition to come out, and as I mentioned previously, uh, Dragon Ball Z Fighters is waiting for me at home, so that's going to take up some time, video game time for the foreseeable future. Carl B. Foyton. Yep. Uh, what are what is your favorite tracks on any system switch? Maybe there should be an online tournament for the Devil's Due fans. Hey, now. You're the one with the game and can set that up, or... Here we are at uh, Game on Land. Maybe we can sponsor a Devil's Due Mario Kart oh. tournament night. Hey. Drew just got happy. We can we can make it. If you if y'all think that's a good idea, let me, let us know. We'll 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 get talking. Yep. Um Ant Man and Wasp trailer looks amazing. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Thanks, Tom Fenzel. You will hear the thoughts. Yes, that is upcoming. Tom, thank you very much for your email. Now on to your soon-to-be traveling partner, Mr. J. Gelsomino. <laughs> Carl and Drew, in the light of the trailer for Deep Blue Sea 2, <laughs> did you, did you it. watch it? No. Oh, I'm God. I'm sorry I didn't. It's, it's I so, forgot about it. When you said it to me, I was busy. I didn't get back to it. I'm sorry. It's so direct-to-video. <laughs> it's it's so it, amazingly direct-to-video. Shouldn't it be, though? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so they nailed it. Yep. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite animal-based sequel? Jaws 2, Jaws 3D, Jaws the Revenge, Team Wolf 2, Airbud Golden Receiver, or Look Who's Talking Now? <laughs> oh, those are all bit, those are all terrible movies. <laughs> Sir, bite your tongue. Jaws 3D, Team Wolf 2. Shunned unnecessarily at the Oscars for those years. <laughs> oh my God. You know what happened to me on Friday? Teen Wolf 2. I was at, uh, I was at 12 Gates uh, for, for lunch and I'm sitting there and they have the 80s station on and, and the song came on. The Send me an angel. Okay. Send me an angel. And I haven't heard that song and I swear to you, 25 years. Maybe more. I think your band should cover it. No, we're not doing that. And I did not know where the hell I knew it from, but but I remembered it. I'm like, oh my god, what movie is this from? That's all I could think. What movie is this? Is, is, is it The Lost Boys? It's probably used in a couple movies. So it was driving me insane. Google's my friend here. Teen Wolf Two. T O O. Yeah, yeah. Also, the reason why I just will never take Justin Bateman seriously as an actor. <laughs> or Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Whatever his name is. That guy. Really? You, that one movie, like, you're not going like to pay attention It's, it's to like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, man. Dead to me. That's that's sad, because you're missing out on some great stuff. I'm 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 pretty sure I'm not. But that, w- that would anyway. be like that would be like me judging the long, cold, dark 
on a demo you did before you ever put out now. We have great demos. Um, we really do. Anyway, <laughs> sometimes better than the record. Uh, Team Wolf 2 for me, as I crap on Jason Bateman, Justin Bateman, whatever his name is. I'm going to say... Because I, I, I like Chubbs. That's why. Chubby's, <laughs> Chubby's funny. So he gets the nod. You're not a Styles guy? I like the original Styles. They replaced him in two. Did they? Yeah, different actor. He wasn't as good. But he did mollify by like 90%, which was pretty glorious. Like, was the original actor really doing something else? No, I just liked him more. All right. It was more fun. And he, okay. had that, he had that shirt that we can't say on the air, but I yep. always wanted one. <laughs> okay. So... Obviously, we uh, we covered this, but as question you, Drew, who's got four thumbs and is going to New Japan? <laughs> New Japan, Long Beach Show, Strong Style Evolved. Uh, these guys. And that by these guys mean me and Jay. Okay. All right, Carl. Hey, we're going. What is the one childhood toy that got away? Ooh. <sighs> None of that. <laughs> Carl cast a wide net. All. He got them all. There's no escape. Um, one childhood. To- you know what? No, there is one. Fortress Maximus. Ah. Towards the end of like the original Transformers G1 line, they yeah. had like Target Masters and Headmasters and things like that. A lot of, yeah. Fortress Maximus was, I think, like a, a three foot tall Transformer. He was a headmaster whose head transformed into another robot who that robot's head in turn transformed into another robot. Inception. Yeah, it's crazy. But he's just like massively huge. He is the Transformers version of the USS Flag, I think. Okay. He's the biggest production Transformer ever made. Did they, at the time of its release, did they make a Unicron toy? They, there was not any that were available over here. Okay. Uh, I think there were some in Japan, but they were not as big as Fortress Max. Wow, okay. That's... Yeah. Okay. They've made Unicron toys since, but still not as big. I don't think anybody makes toys that big anymore. No. 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 Well. The 80s were a weird time, man. They were just seeing what they can get away I with. Was... <laughs> I was at Toys R Us recently, and you... there's there's still some stuff out there. That big, though? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Dude, there was, what was it? Um, okay, so you ever have a kid, one of the really cool things that when your kid becomes like, you know, kind of the three, four-year-old age, you don't want them quite playing with action figures yet, but kind of want to kind of start them to, if it, you know, whatever. You, you got to set them on the path at some point. Imagine next. They're like these kind of like, think of like play school Basic action figures and whatnot, and they've got, like, the DC license and the Star Wars license oh, okay. and a lot of stuff. They came out with... Now, granted, the source material is not cool, but the toy itself seemed pretty cool. Do you remember the unfortunate experiment that was Jim Gordon as Batman? Yeah. The, the, yeah, the, I do. And the, the bunny suit. The robo-bat bunny suit? The bunny suit, yeah. They came out with the robo-bat bunny suit that was three feet tall. And had giant massive arms that the kid could operate and punch and whatnot. And you put the small little Batman figure in it as the pilot. So basically, they just gave Batman a giant mecha. And as a as a toy, if you tried to show me this in like a, a comic or a movie or something, I'd say it's stupid. As a toy, it's pretty cool. So what you're saying is the tail is clearly wagging the dog over at DC. And they, they came up with the toy and they said, Scott! 
can you figure out a reason <laughs> to put this in the comic? And he's like, not really. And they said, well, you're gonna. Uh, oh. No, this just came out this year. Okay. All right. All right. I'll, yep. uh, all right, I'll allow it. So I don't like it, but I'll allow it. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, Fortress Maximus for me, for me would be the toy that got away. All right. Shocked. All right. I figured so, you had two of them. What? I, said, I figured you had two of them. Well, you know. <laughs> probably should have. Okay. So that brings in close the cross-examination, and that will bring us to our case files, News of the Week. We got some stuff to go over. Uh, where do we want to start here? Well, I mean, let's start with the one that happened today. And Marvel was kind to us today. Marvel was kind to us today. We got. I a, can't believe it, actually. We got the football. Marvel Studios is always kind to us. Marvel comic books. Uh, oh, you're talking about like us, the show here. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah that's that's valid. They actually were nice enough. They to, timed this nice for us. They get. They gave. You us know what a, happened? What? I think was it last week or the week before? Where you openly like chastised them? They heard. It's possible. And they, 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 threw us, they did us a solid here. It's possible. Marvel, forgiven. Well, let's <laughs> we, we, got, we got another uh, news story in here. You might want forgiven. Wanna, well, might want to pause. Okay. Well, let's that. start with the... Where do you want to start? Yeah, we'll start, we'll start with the good. Okay. Um, the new... Tra- the first full trailer for Ant-Man and Wasp was released today. Sure Ant-Man was. Ant-Man and the Wasp. It was. And surprise, surprise, it looks awesome. It it. It does actually. I have one complaint. I want to get out of the way before we before we fawn over the the trailer. Okay, where was Luis? I'm, I'm sure he'll. He's got to be in there. Yeah, he was. Be, well, see, you don't you don't put out the great stuff in the first trailer. Okay, all right. As long as he's in there and he's telling stories, because that was yep. great. All right. Ah, yeah. uh, Ant Man and Wasp looks super fun. Uh, lots yep. of shrinky, growy size. Antics, yes, and now with a hundred percent more Angeline, uh, Evangeline Lilly in the wasp suit, running on knives in midair. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, throwing Hello Kitty Pez dispensers out of cars and then making them grow, and, and then embiggening them. Uh. Yeah, it looks super fun. Um. The shrinky, growy stuff obviously is all played, you know, the sight gags, but in create in really creative ways. So, like, when they make their van really small and then drive under another van and then make it really big and it flips the van over, yeah. that's clever. When they turn a building into a carryaway <laughs> into a suitcase. suitcase. I hope no one was in that building. That's just, that's well, you have to figure the pin particles would shrink everything that was in the building. I, I hope they can revert them. <laughs> I'm sure they can. Okay. Uh, that was pretty wild, man. And we, then, I and I gotta say, ever since Civil War, the sight of of uh scott as giant man yeah it i get it it for some reason just irrationally makes me giggle every time in a good way it just it's such a it's cool visual awesome. yeah um we get lawrence fishburne as goliath is this. that confirmed he's, he's bill foster yeah all right so i hope he fares better in this than he has in the comics in recent years yeah <laughs> got a hole blown through him in civil war by an evil thor clone thanks reed yep that's what's ha- no. That was Tony Stark. Who- yeah, he was there too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It just it looks great. It looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. I kind of like Ant Man as ending the phase as opposed to Avengers. Well, it's apparently- a nice little you know, nice little season at the end of it. Well, let me ask you this: Seeing as the movie comes out a little bit after Infinity War, 
yes. yet takes place before Infinity War. Mm. Do you think that they're kind of uh, giving us this as our last taste for a little while to soften the blow that might come in Infinity War? I don't think so. I'll, okay. s- I'll tell you why. Okay. I've actually got some other friends who are doing the Road to Infinity War one Marvel movie a week thing. Yeah. And... <coughs> Easy Excuse now. me. And they're doing it slightly differently. They're not going in order of films that are released. They're actually doing them in chronological order of the films. I see. So they started... That's with, risky, but okay. They started with Captain America. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with this. I mean... It's the Star Wars it's, prequel. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. They want to do so, it's fine. I personally don't agree with it because I think there's such thing as narrative intent. Yes, I totally agree. So. There are knowns and unknowns yeah. at the time these movies are released that. Yeah, because, like, I think, like, for in this example, if you start with Captain America and the scene in the end where Nick Fury shows up. Who is he? Yeah. A, who is he? B, is so much less impactful than Nick Fury showing up at the end of first Iron Man. Right. That's the big bang of the Marvel cinematic I, universe right there. I feel you. Um, but again, it's the way they, they're, they're seeing all the movies before and they just want to do it this fun way. So that's fine. Um, so yeah, I think Marvel knows what they're doing. They do. There's narrative they do. intent and they'll, they know what they're doing. Okay. So, uh, going show relevant, we got some news this week on Daredevil Season 3. We did. Yes, we have Matt's mother has been cast, and it is Joanne Wally. Who we know from? We know her from Willow. Ah. She was the daughter of the sorceress, the evil sorceress. Yes. She was basically the female lead of the film. Yes. Yeah. Um. So she will play Matt Murdock's mother in Daredevil Season 3. So it looks more and more like they are, may or may not be doing essentially a born-again riff. I think that would be really cool if they did. Seems that way. All the, all the all the cast is really kind of there, if, um, although they're going to have to possibly excise, uh, remove, I should say, the um, ending portion where Thor and Cap show up and all that. But uh, we, yeah, we, we, can, we, we, can, we can nip yeah. and talk here. So. so, yeah, I think that's a good cast. I look forward to seeing that. Um. Anytime you give me more Daredevil, I'm happy. We got our first look. Speaking of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we got our first look this week at Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. We did. And as you are want to say, my compatriots in the podcast, fans gonna fan. Oh, people fans fanning? Yeah. Perish the thought. People were freaking out over the color of her costume. Go on. Because the costume, which seems as a lot of Marvel Cinematic Universe costumes, seems to be right off the comic book page. With the yes. exception that Captain Marvel's traditional costume in the comics is uh, very dark blue and red. Yes. Whereas this one was very dark blue and green. Yes. Drew, why could it possibly be green? I'm going to venture a guess that, one, it's a wink and a nod to the original Captain Marvel pre-Carol Danvers costume, which was predominantly green. Green and white. And in tying in with her origin, she has been in space 
Space. Uh, Space! Since the 1980s or 90s, I believe, is what they're going with here in the new Marvel MCU continuity. And her origin is tied in with the Kree. And they are notoriously uh, blue people, as we know. They're doing the Kree. They've done the Kree and they're currently doing the Kree full on in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There you go. And I think they are also quite fond themselves of the color green in their uniforms. Yep. So... I'm going to venture a guess that she's been in space with the Kree, and she's wearing some manner of Kree-esque uniform. Wasn't Ronan the Accuser a Kree? He was, I think. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that, but he was blue, and he was very angry. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's my guess. And I'm also willing to bet that that's not the only costume she's going to have in the film. Yeah. Though it might be, and that's okay. It could be a matter of Marvel looking at their Avenger lineup and going, hmm... Iron Man's predominantly red and yellow. Cap is predominantly blue and red. Spider-Man is predominantly blue and red. Doctor Strange is predominantly blue and red. Maybe we gotta gotta diversify this palette a little bit. Throw some Moon Knight in there or something. Wow. So I'm okay with Black Panther. I'm fine with it. It'll be be okay. (laughs) Oh, Black Panther's gonna be... Yeah, bring it on. Um, yeah, my hype level is, is pretty I, high. I anyway. don't think people are ready for what Black Panther is going to be. We're going to find out. So, but uh, yeah, I'm and, I'm okay with uh, Captain Marvel's costume. It's it's fine. Relax. It's fine. I've got I've got people in my Facebook feed who are saying I need to find a dress for the Black Panther premiere. We're going formal. Yeah. Wow. And these are people of African American heritage. Yeah. This thing's going to be incredible. It's going to be an event. I cannot wait. Uh, it's it's exciting. We got our tickets. Yes, we do. So, Drew, uh, something I honestly didn't think was going to happen has happened. Go Whether on. or not it completes happening is completely different. Okay. Ball game altogether. But the Shazam movie ah, has start officially, yeah. legitimately started production. In Toronto, I believe. Sure. We should take a little drive and go see if it's, you know, happening. Yeah, no. Okay. Never mind. We could not do that too. Uh yeah. Apparently it's yeah. it's it's for real. I still have a hard time calling him Shazam. Question. Yes. His name now is formally Shazam, right? Yes. How does Billy Batson transform into Shazam? Still speaks the name. How does he transform back? Still speaks. Probably speaks the name. So he could never say his own name. Yeah. Hi, I'm just, oh, crap. I think, you know, for, to kind of, you know, geek explain it away, there's probably. Call me Mr. S. It's it's magic. So the magic forces probably have to, there's an intent when he says the name. I don't know. It's not, it's magic. Dude. It's a reach, but. It's, it's magic. I'll, I'll, we'll allow it. We'll see what happens. Okay, so. True. Rumor has it uh, Superman's going to be in that movie. I don't think he is. Yeah. Depends on what they have to digitally remove from Henry <laughs> Cavill this time. It's that true. went so well the first time. Yeah. When when we started this and you got all excited about Marvel being good to us. Oh. I said to hold off on that. Oh, right. Yeah, we're at that moment. Okay. Drew, there's a new Ghost Rider. Oh! In the Marvel Universe. It's not Robbie Reyes this time. It's not Robbie Reyes. It's and he's in not, space. It's not, well, oh, He's Cosmic it's, Ghost Rider. It's not Johnny Blaze. 
and it's not Dan Ketch. Well, he's in space. He's a cosmic ghost rider, and I guess he's quippy and funny. So it's Peter Quill? No. Oh. It's it's apparently Frank Castle. Nah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just uh pretend you didn't say anything and Oh, my, I said Frank Castle. My life's gonna go on from here completely blissfully unaware or uncaring about that news. Uh just like it was before I found that out. Because whatever. Now <laughs> whatever. Based on how the Ghost Rider mythos works. Yeah. Johnny Blaze was not the first Ghost Rider. He was not the last Ghost Rider. No. There are numerous beings who have been Ghost Rider throughout the the generations. If you were to tell me that you were going to do a series where Frank Castle becomes the Ghost Rider, I would be like, okay, you've got me a little bit intrigued because... The person of who Frank Castle is, couple that with the spirit, spirit of, of vengeance. vengeance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll go along with that for like a limited series run or a single arc or something. That could be fun. Introduces cosmic, he's quippy. Can I can I posit this at you? I don't know this. I, I'm not following the series at all, so I could be completely off base. Is it possible that whoever? That person is, and he introduces himself as Frank Castle, that he's lying, and he's just joking, and they're going to reveal in the next issue that it was all a little ruse. One can hope. One can hope. I'm, I'm, I'm good here. I got issue five of, uh, the, of Punisher Platoon this week by Garth Ennis. Yeah. Where he's a nom. I, I'm good. I'm all good there. Did you get new Doomsday Clock? I did. Did you read it? I did. What'd you think? Um, oh boy. <laughs> well, are it, you kind of in a still wait and see where it goes? I'm waiting to see. It's contra. I get why people might want to get upset about it. I've gotten myself into a place where I'm honestly like, you know what? Watchmen is not going anywhere. Yeah. If you take it as it is, as its original intent, remember what you said about intent. intent. Then it then it's untouched and unblemished and it's just as good and relevant and per, you know and, and tightly wound and perfect and per, you know basically perfect uh, as it was before. Based on the events in Doomsday Clock number three, I mean it could be a matter where there, based on where it could go, one of two things happen: either one, the events are well, one of three things maybe: the events are completely nullified, which seems unlikely. Yeah. Number two. Uh, said event that now looks like it did not take place. You know what I'm talking about? I'm trying to be spoiler-free here. Well, perhaps at the conclusion of Doomsday Clock, um, we reintroduce said character to said moment and everything goes on as as it did before. But if you have a Doomsday Clock, there's that lingering knowledge now of what happened in between panels, which is kind of, eh. Or um, it's a whole new air quotes, universe now that yep. at that moment there's, hey man, it's fractal fractal realities, man. Any, all possibilities are possible at all times in some universe. So it's it, it's whatever. I don't know. I don't it, Show me the story. Yeah. I will judge it on its own merits. I'm not that upset about it. Let's see where it goes. All right. But I will say this. 
that first issue of uh, Doomsday Clock really intrigued me because it was basically a complete self-contained sequel issue of Watchmen. Yep. Now that they've kind of come to Gotham and the DCU, I find my interest waning a little. Like it's not as I'm not quite as the, the luster is kind of lost now on me. Do you think there's a point where you might say, you know what, I'm just going to wait for the trade? No, I'll um, it's I'll keep buying it, you know, and again, see where it goes. It's fine. It's just I just I'm just letting you know like that first issue was really strong. Um I thought anyway. And it followed up the events in a logical path from from the original, and uh, it it hooked me. And then the the further we get away from that hook, now now that spoilers, the Watchmen world is probably over, uh, based on the first issue. You know, we're we're in DC land now, and the characters are rubbing up against each other, and it's not. I, I don't know. It it doesn't feel quite the same to me as that first issue did. But, okay, but that's me, and yeah. it could turn on a dime for all we know. Yep. Alrighty, um, that pretty much does it for the news. Unless That's there's something else you can think of, um, you know, I got a question for you. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Ant Man comes out after Infinity War, right? Yes. We have seen a trailer for Infinity War. Yes. We've seen a trailer for Ant Man. I think I know where your question is. Uh, Infinity War is in May. Is that, is that right? Yep. Ant Man's what? June, July. I think so. I yeah. missed it. I watched the trailer and I didn't even care. Like, I'm going to see it. I don't yep. care when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, you know what we haven't seen a trailer for? On Solo? B- b- bingo. Yeah. That's a bingo. Yeah. Uh, it comes up before both of those movies. Yep. Um. Hi. What's, what's up? Star Wars? You, you going to show us something? or? I'm, I, I'm not con- mad. I'm just asking no, no. questions. Your question is valid. Your concern is valid. I, my answer personally for me would simply say this: um, as my friend Adam is fond of saying, trust the process. I am trust that Disney. This is not Disney's first rodeo. Yeah, trust Disney until they give us a reason to not trust them. My thought is probably see. Unfortunately, all of the backstage, uh, behind the scenes, sort of info on this movie is kind of, I think, coloring people's perception of it, and this delay is leading them to believe that the movie's a disaster, and they don't have a trailer to show you yet, because it's just a mess. I am... Let me posit this to you. I'm more inclined to think maybe, maybe, they didn't want to release a trailer while The Last Jedi was still basically in theaters, or the process of The Last Jedi was... They were still in The Last Jedi phase of their promotion. Why... Why throw another movie at that at people when you want them to focus on this one? It seems like you're oversaturating the market, right? So we'll we'll let me maybe they're just going to let that last Jedi stuff kind of get every, get everyone get out of their system and then be like, oh hey, Han Solo. I still haven't seen Last Jedi a second time. I really want to. You really should. I know. It, I think it comes out on Blu-ray soon. The, the cycle isn't that amazing. Still, we were kids. It'd be like a year until you yeah. get a home video. Now it's like a month, three months. If yeah, three months. Yep. Oh my god, the world we live in. So much information. Yep. Uh, so that about does it for the news. Uh, we're going to move on now to our interview. Uh, this was recorded before we did the intro to the show, so my voice will sound considerably different and better. Um, so, yeah, here's our interview. 
All right, folks, as we mentioned earlier, we have a special guest in the courthouse tonight. And again, as we mentioned earlier, we are recording on location here at Game on Land in sunny, beautiful Hmm. Buffalo, New York. We are joined now by Mr. Josh Lonzak, owner and proprietor of Game on Land. Josh, welcome to the courtroom. How's it going today, guys? It's going good. Uh, we're here because, as we mentioned earlier, the Devil's Due is sponsoring a pop bonus in the upcoming fighting game tournament that will be taking place here at Game on Land on February 10th. Um, and we want to talk to you because this place is kind of unique in that it's gone through some transformations. You, you start out one thing, and now you're kind of moving into something else. We thought it would be really interesting to get some history from you and talk about like how you came to this place and and just kind of your origin story and what, what brought you here. Uh, all right. Uh, so I, I started, obviously, uh, with gaming very young. Uh, my parents bought the uh, Nintendo, uh, and from, from the Nintendo, it, it just went uh, on into gaming. So fast forward a little bit into my teenage years, we start, I start playing World of Warcraft, and I get more into uh, social gaming. Uh, Cyberjocks opens up uh, a local land center uh, where I met a lot of uh, friends that had the same interests. Um, and then uh, when that place ended up closing, uh, we went back to the old school like land centers at people's houses or, or all night parties at people's houses, stuff like that. Uh, and when we realized uh, that me and Chris, that there was a, a piece of the gaming community missing from uh, from Buffalo, a place to go hang out and uh, play games together in a community where you know other people enjoy doing that, uh, we decided to uh, create Game on LAN. Uh, initially, we started off with uh, PCs, 42 PCs, uh, Xbox Ones, PlayStation 4s. It quickly transformed. We added two virtual reality setups. Uh, we had uh, a fighting game community, Brian, uh, uh, Cha-Cha, a local tournament uh, organizer. Guru. Yeah, really a guru, actually, a genius behind uh, running some of the uh, the major events here in uh, New York. Does a great job. Uh, he's grown our uh, community quite a bit in uh, the fighting game scene. Uh, they come in on Wednesdays and Saturdays, run Ranbats, stuff like that. We've added pinball. Um, the community's kind of really, it, it's, we've gone from... Uh, a esports uh, PC hardcore PC gaming center to more like a casual uh, competitive fighting games where we have a community come out and hang out and uh, right. uh, it's it's become more of a, a gaming family I guess it's it's a lot of fun so right I mean I I first discovered this place through the fighting game community and uh, originally coming out here on you know Wednesday nights and Saturdays unfortunately I haven't been able to come as much or at all as I would like because, you know, baby happens and (laughs) certain priorities. Certain things have to be reorganized, but it's, it's really a cool place that you've, you've grown here. What, what prompted the shift from being like strictly a land center to like how did you first come in contact with Brian in the Buffalo fighting game community and also like what how did the shift in the in the pinball happen pinball was uh was an interesting addition to game on uh meeting Brian we'll start I guess we'll, we'll meet with meeting Brian I, I originally I think uh the fighting game community met at uh, the dome uh, the golf center yes they, they met in the back over That's there so I that found him. That yeah. was the first time I had actually met Brian, and this was uh, right when we were about to open Game On. We were about to, like, to create a, a land center, a place for people to, uh, you know, to meet in a in a storefront place specifically meant for gaming. Um, and at that time, uh, Buffalo Game Space was just starting up as well. Uh, so 
during, I think, in that transition, uh, I, I met Brian and we became a, a convenient alternative while GameSpace started to get going. And yeah. uh, we basically now, we we share the days, I guess, uh, uh, Buffalo GameSpace handles a few days over there with uh, with some of the Smash crowd and now they, they come over here. So that's, that's pretty much how I met uh, Brian. And then from there, uh, we've uh, tried to help out uh, each other with tournaments and events. I try to help out with equipment. He uh, does a fantastic job running our uh, our tournaments here. Yeah, so. it's you seem to be very forward thinking as far as where to take this place next because a lot of places like you mentioned before kind of say, okay, we're a land center. This is what we do. This is what we're we're gonna do. And at least from my perspective, land gaming doesn't really attract the crowd it used to. Not not so much uh, anymore. Uh, as far as like a PC gaming goes uh, in in uh, a casual crowd, it's it's not as um, oh, I don't know how to explain it. it's 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 still fun and casual to play those games, but it's not as big as it used to be. So it, yeah. councils tend to uh, to bring out a, a much larger demographic to to hang out and uh, and play. So what we're what we're gearing towards is uh, rather than bringing people in for for gaming, which is amazing, we love the, love the gaming part. We bring people in for uh, more of the community, the social side. Uh, so fighting games or, or pinball, which is another thing. So we got approached by Buffalo Pinball. Uh, another great uh, company, uh, Nick Lane. Uh, introduced, I got introduced to him. He came into our store. He said, uh, "We run a uh, a pinball uh, company, and we were wondering if they could put some pinballs in here." At first, I was like, eh. <laughs> "Didn't know how to feel about it because yeah. pinball to me, we just you just kept the ball up. You just hit the, you hit the flippers, you keep the ball. But there's a whole you know mechanics and missions and things you're supposed to do behind it. And as soon as I figured out that it was skill shot, that's when I wanted to you know get more involved. And, and then lo and behold, there's a, a massive community that's behind it, and pinball's making a major resurgence. So. We're just trying to uh, keep on top of uh, a center where uh, there's a lot of things that you can't get outside of Game On, and you can still come, you know, hang out, social environment, make some, uh, you know, new friends, and, and loiter and play games. I guess. <laughs> Do you find that there's uh, different demographics between the land, the fighting games, and the pinball, like uh, age age ranges, or uh Kind of, not really. I mean, it's it's pretty much everywhere. As far as, open? Yeah, as far as gamers go, it's it's pretty much the demographics going to be you know from like it's really kids every, to adults, really. Yeah, it is. It's really it's kids to adults. And as far as pinball goes, it, it's almost the same thing. I guess well, pinball is going to be a little bit more of the older crowd, but you know, once you start to introduce, like I started to introduce some of the uh, pinball machines, to some of the fighting game guys, we started to drag them over and play. And once they started to realize that, oh, this is a this is more to it than. You know, than what I originally thought. Just hit buttons. Yeah, they started to come back and they play more. So I think it's just a matter of introducing, you know. uh, But as far as the demographic goes, I think pinball is really the only one that might stand out just a tiny tiny bit. But as far as everything else goes, I guess it's pretty much the pretty even across the board. Cool. I'd I'd imagine. So what what are – it sounds like kind of a generic question. What are the top games you're seeing right now? Because we see what's top in sales, but that doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> right. that's what people are playing on a regular basis. Right, per right. Se. What What do you see people coming here to kind of play regularly? Uh, Counter Strike, League of Legends, Overwatch, and Players Unknown. Uh, and as far as consoles go, Street Fighter, Tekken, and Smash Four uh, are going to be the the top titles that people come out to uh, to play. Now, how does it work when a when a customer comes in? They want to play something. Obviously, you can't put a quarter slot on a right. computer. No, no, yeah. Uh, so, well, the way it works when someone first comes in, uh, they can come in. They create a, a username and account. Uh, so, mine's Ripple Effect. What you would do is you'd uh, you come in, set up your username. You'd add time to that account in the form of credits. One credit equals one hour. 
when you add time to that account, you go to sit down, you log in with that account, time starts to track automatically by the minute. When you log out, when you have any time you have left over on your account, would stay on your account. So we're like a gaming library. We're like 60 or 70 of the top titles for PC on like 20 or 34 uh, for console. Console works the same way. We'd get you set up on a console, give you a gaming controller, and we log in up at the front console. And then when you want to log out, you just return the gaming controller to us and we log you out. It's like a, simply, simply like a Dave and Buster's, I guess, except with PCs yeah. and consoles. That's really cool. Um, what, where do you want to take this place? What, what's like the next step? Uh, beer and wine. Beer and wine. I'm listening. So. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, Drew so. is a massive beer aficionado. Even to the point of brewing, I'm a own. home brewer, uh, award winning, award winning, really, home, yeah. So it's kind of kind of my bag. So if you tell me you got beer coming in, I'm like, ah, yeah. well, we're uh, we've we've so we sell uh, <laughs> this energy drink. It's called Balls. <laughs> I've, I've had balls. It tastes like balls. Be, people drive from all over the state to buy my balls. They, it's it sounds terrible, B A W L S, but it's really it's an energy drink. So it's brilliant marketing. Re, 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 I've re, had Josh's <laughs> balls. Yes, <there's, laughs> they wake you right up. They, best energy drink you could get. So, um, we, it's hard to uh, to pair like a, a gaming theme night with a, with, a, with an energy drink. I guess you know. But we've uh, we started to realize again in transforming, like trying to keep on top of things. How do we get people to want to you know come into casuals? We're gonna we're gonna start to do a, a beer and wine. So. Uh, D and D and beer night, or uh, you know, fighting games. We're going to end up doing some sort of survival game and beer night. So just start to pair things yeah. where uh, the gaming night is cheap or free, but we pair you it with have the to yeah. Buy the wine and beer. That's a cool idea. You said D and D. Do you mean like Dungeons and Dragons? Well, or yeah, but like, do you mean like tabletop a, a, games? Tabletop, tabletop. Yeah, yeah. We're we're going to get into because we have a lot of we have a lot of we have a lot of space in the back. Since yeah. we use it for fighting games, we decided on other nights. Why not start to actually bring in tabletop games? Oh, or, Drew and I. We have, also enjoy the tabletops. <laughs> game night every Friday night. Tabletop games. We love them. That that's that's pretty awesome. You're. You're a couple steps ahead of the curve, sir. <laughs> Kudos to you. We're, we're trying to trying to target everything that we can uh, without overreaching and, and trying to spread ourselves too thin. But so now, how do you how do you dress like when you get into like beer and wine? Because obviously you need a license for that. Mm-hmm. How do you dress like younger crowds coming in? So that's the tricky part. Uh, we that's that's the one thing that we're trying to work out right now. So I guess uh, you can't be in the facility if you're under eighteen. Um, but you can be in the facility if you're over 18 and over. You just can't drink. 21 on over, obviously, to drink. We can change and alter like certain rules where we don't serve alcohol up until 9 o'clock, where at which point you'd have to be 19 or 18 to enter the facility. And then prior to that, uh, you, you could be up to, I think it's 16. Um, but even then, uh, after under, under 16, you still need a parent or guardian. So we're not sure what kind of demographic we would lose by moving to beer and wine. But then again, we're not sure what kind of demographic we would attract as yeah. well. So it's stuff that we're we're you know we're looking into, and I think uh, we're still going to lean towards uh, beer and wine because we would be Buffalo's first gaming beer and wine bar, basically. First and probably only, probably only, yeah. 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 And I would, I think it would go over pretty well. So we're yeah, it's something we're looking into. We're looking forward to it. Uh, Do you have space for a bar? It's going to have bottles and cans. Actually, or? it's just going to be bottles and cans. Yeah, it's okay. going to be all local. So uh, my neighbor awesome. uh, owns. Uh, um, Big Ditch Brewery, Corey Catalan. Ah, oh, I love Big Ditch. Yeah, good they are beer. my favorite local brewery. Yeah, very good beer. So I, I plan on trying to reach out to all all the local breweries and just have just their bottled beer uh, here only. So just alternative 
That's it. Excellent. Yeah. So you should uh, maybe think about reaching out to the homebrew clubs too and doing like tasting nights and things like that. That is a fantastic just, idea. Just putting that out there. Mix that in with uh, some tabletop games. Absolutely. And, oh, you'd get a crowd. I, I'm, I'm I liking it. Promise you would. <laughs> All right. I'd show up. Yeah. I mean, mostly for the games, not so much for the beer. <laughs> not. Yeah, I, I don't have just... the palate for beer that Drew has. Not that I don't like it. I just I. No, what I like, and I drink that. I don't yeah. really. There you go. It's a, it's a process. Yeah, it's a yeah. evolution. It's, it's right. It's a play on words, kind of like that. So we've got the. I've always wondered about this. Fighting game tournaments always have a clever name, something that's like flashy on a on a billboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is literally <laughs> just called the fighting game tournament. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. Who, who decided to just go with that? <laughs> I'm not going to say myself, but I my, myself and, and originally when we first uh, I was talking to Brian, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, Cha Cha, he runs our events. He we were trying to come up with a name in our, our our first tournament that we ran. I just called it the Fighting Game Tournament. I just yeah. I didn't know what to call it. Is there was uh, there were other games. There was just a, you know there's like five or six games. I was new to this. I didn't really. I wasn't a council player. Again, you know, I was a PC person, yeah. and I just kind of grouped it all together. And lo and behold, it ended up being this funny thing. There was uh, one of the guys came down from Toronto, and he's like, "So he goes, you know, we all put some time in when we make our events into thinking about what we want to name our tournaments." <laughs> and he's like, "But you, you go." You just named yours the fighting game tournament. <laughs> I go, I, yeah. He goes, I he goes. It was hilarious. We, I like it. You know, so it just turned out to be this like uh, this uh, kind of a little bit of a joke, but it kind of it's funny now. It's it's we like it. It's uh, the uniquely the, named. Well, you're yeah. putting it on Front Street. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> it's it's the what? fighting game tournament. You know, the TFGT. Nice. So it's uh, it's kind of played out in a funny way. I like it a lot now. Cool. There, there's actually a do you do you do a lot of tabletop gaming yourself? Uh, not terribly too much. Um, some board games. I tried to get into Warhammer a little bit. Uh, I, I ended up not only yeah, because I'm like, oh wow, the paint. This all looks really fun, and then I realized, no, wow, there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of work, a lot of time. Yeah, and then yeah. I was like, all right, I I realized that this requires as much time as I would put into like other passions and hobbies yeah. in in order to do that. I just I can't take away from uh, those. Yeah, there's um. Because I mentioned when we were talking at Rumble and Tundra, I've gotten into over the past year the X-Wing miniatures game. And that's like kind of chess with Star Warships. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, those ships come pre-painted. That's kind of one of the things. Okay. I've that's the lure. Into. That's yeah. <laughs> Ooh, wait, so it's done. And it looks less good. Less work for yeah. me. Mm. There, was, there was a tournament I was at for X-Wing that they were also running Warhammer. In the time it took them to complete one round of Warhammer, we had finished three games of X-Wing. And X-Wing st- tournament standard for an X-Wing match is an hour and 15 minutes. Okay. So, yeah. It's a little quicker than, yeah. I, I, I think... So, uh, it's brisk. I think yeah. you made the right choice to <laughs> yeah. maybe not... All right, let's get involved, yeah. Go there. Um, what are you currently not playing right now? to mention right the now? price. The yeah, price oh, God, is so... Yeah. I gotta yeah. get, and I got to get the metal ones, of course. You can't buy the plastic ones. No one wants the plastic yeah. ones. My, my wife is a saint because she is... I bought ten of the metal ones, and then I stopped buying them. Yeah, <laughs> she 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 uh, she kind of smiles and nods when I come bring home a new X wing ship. Fortunately, I'm at a point where I'm not buying one every week now. And yeah, she's, 
Well, everyone has their hobby, right? Well, yeah. he's, he's got everyone's a got plan their hobby. for the expansion on his house yeah. to, to house the ones he's already yeah. purchased. Right, so, the, the, you know, the, the, little, the little library, the museum for him. Exactly. <laughs> he's curating, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, as far as video games, are you currently playing anything now? Do you find you get to play as much as you'd like? Or? Um, I do I do get my fair share uh, of playing. I pro- probably get a couple, few hours in a day. Uh, Counter-Strike and Players Unknown Battleground. Um, my two favorite games to play. Players Unknown uh, is just it's a it's a great realistic survival sim. And I've heard of it's like it's called huge. PUBG for short. Yeah, right? PUBG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of like this game like crazy over the past couple months. Is it like first person or it's first person or third person? Um, okay. It's so what happens is there's a hundred people. You're, you're put on a plane, and it cross sections a map. The map is ten kilometers by ten kilometers. So the plane uh, randomly cross-sections the map, and you all parachute out of this plane. And you're going to parachute down to the ground. And down at the ground on, on, on city level, there's encampments, houses, building cities. And you run from house to house, and you loot. You pick up a gun, ammo, vest, helmet, healthcare, stuff like that. Healthcare. Uh, <laughs> meds, stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, an outer ring begins to, to close in on you. So you have to work your way towards this white ring. If you get caught outside the white ring, uh, an electric field comes in and starts to damage you. So you have to, it continuously forces you, kind of like a, a Game of Thrones, King of the Hill type of thing. Okay. Uh, forces you down into the end and it's to be every, last man standing. Every person for himself? Unless you himself. play squads or duos. Or, okay. Yeah. So. So um, what, Counter-Strike's been around for years. It'll never die. What? <laughs> it'll, what? It'll, I've, been, I've been playing it since one point, since forever. I just, you know, 1.0, 9.9. the appeal that keeps it going? It is um, the fastest skill shot registration game out. That's mo- the, the, well, I shouldn't say that because there are some. There's like a ratchet. There are the games that are really fast skill shot. I shouldn't say that. But as far as mainstream first person shooter, high registration uh, skill shot game, there's nothing that beats Counter Strike. Yeah, it's it is the fastest click to shoot, click to point, and register the shot game you can get right now. It it huh. it, it shows the the major skill of a first person shooter. I mean, aside from like other games, like you know, there's you have Battlefield Four that has its own, yeah. uh, you know, mechanics. But the tick rate, there's still lag problems. There's still like registration problems. Uh, you get you, you go right down to Counter Strike, it just it cuts out all the crap. There's you know, it's the registration is is bar none the best. It's 128 tick servers. They they they're amazing. That's probably why it'll never die. So they just kind of made it right the first time and. And everyone, it's, everyone else never caught up. Yeah, I just, That's I mean, it's it's not even like it's ahead of its time. It's just its own thing. Like, I play PUBG. It's a great shooter. Shot registration is, is the same. Like, it, the bullets hit. But it's different. There's bullet travel time. There's windage. There's elevation. There's, you know, the bullet actually drops. So it's a different game. Counter-Strike is, a, it, it, you know, the bullets are laser beams. They go forever. Sure, okay. So it's just a click and point. But there's no other click and point shooter like that. That provides the satisfaction and the registration, the kill, the the, the way Counter Strike does. Hmm. Interesting. And Counter Strike's been out for quite yeah. a while. Right? For yeah, for for a long time. For real, I don't even know how many years. And it's still top dog. Yeah, yeah. As far as uh, counter, as far as like a first person shooter, price was go. We actually just had the uh, the majors, Counter Strike uh, Global Offensive, the CS majors, E League majors, just won. Uh, uh, Cloud Nine just beat Phase. Uh, first time North American CS has ever taken a major. Oh wow! So. Yeah, five hundred thousand dollars to the uh, first place. Yeah, they each walked away with a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, sixteen, fifteen, fourteen year olds like that. It's nice work if you can get it. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. So one thing I'm curious about because obviously we see where things like you know 
PlayStation and Xbox fit into an eSports or a LAN competition-based area. Mm-hmm. Something like Nintendo, where they're not, at, would you say they're not as heavy in that area? No, not at all. <laughs> how at least do, to me as a Nintendo fan. How no. does like, like recent systems like the Wii kind of underperformed and now the Switch is, is going like gangbusters. How do, how do more, for lack of a better term, casual systems like Nintendo fit in in a place like this? Uh, okay, so they have a lot of party games. Um one two switch, uh, and then they have a lot of their staples. You have the you have Zelda, the Breath of the Wild, and uh, um, Splatoon two. It's it's more in a place facility like this. It would probably be more for uh, uh, getting people involved, social experiments, yeah. uh, stuff like that. Not social experiments, I guess, not really the way to say it, but it, more like a social uh, uh, way to jam people together. Nintendo's yeah. very good at doing that, and they have a lot of you know your party games, uh, Mario Kart, and, and stuff like that. It fits in okay here. It does. It has its place. We use it for our lands and stuff like that. Cool. What would be your top? What would you do like Splatoon Night and Mario Kart? And- one two switch actually. Really? One two switch. Oh, yeah, yeah, for a land night. Yeah, we do uh, quick draw, uh, oh the shooting God. one. And, no one likes uh, one two switch. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 the one that we could do the fastest for uh, for getting people like uh, a physical activity moving as okay. opposed to sitting down at their uh, their their chair. So that, hmm. that that's the only time we really use it. Otherwise, uh, if people come in, they'll, they'll play Breath of the Wild and stuff. But yeah, I see that. From our aspect to to get uh, involved with the the customers more, we uh, we like it to uh, get people up, moving, talking, interacting with each other more, more face to face type things. So fourth player split screen Mario Kart might not be beneficial to friendships. So maybe not such a good idea. <laughs> it's destroyed friendships. <laughs> oh, sir! <laughs> Controller people getting hit. Oh, oh. TV, TVs have been thrown on floors. <laughs> just, uh, brothers and sisters have hated each other forever because of that's it. crazy. No, but uh, it's uh, it has its place. It's it works well. I mean, people play Mario Kart still here. Great. Um but uh, the original investment for the Switch was uh, personally for us. I think was the one two Switch that game. That's pretty. And, that's pretty amazing. And Zelda that's, Breath of the Wild. Well, yeah. But that's a solo, that's single player game. And how? <laughs> <laughs> how many hours, Drew? Two hundred and forty. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I have gotten stuck on the uh, Trial of the Swords, and I have this this thing about when I play games that I can't walk away from it now. I have to beat it. Try to think. Did I finish the Trial of the Sword? Which one is that? Is that one of the DLCs? Uh, I think so. You have to go through all the levels, the the room yeah, floors. Yeah, I didn't finish that. I got to I like level nine or ten, and I and I can't I stop. Couldn't, couldn't do it. I can't stop. It's it's driving me nuts, and I, I haven't played it in a couple months because I get to the next room, then I die, and I'm like, but I can't continue on. It's yeah. like it's it's taunting me. I've been there. Uh, I had to put that one down, but then the the uh, second DLC pack came out with the um the heroes or what the champ champions battle or whatever it's called, the champions quest yeah, or all yeah. that. Okay, so you get to there's like twenty. 20-ish new shrines um uh, and to to kick to kickstart the whole campaign you have to go back to the uh resurrection chamber or whatever Mm -hmm. and you get a weapon that can kill anything in the game with one hit but you are you are limited to one quarter heart okay okay (laughs) all right so that's how you have to start the mission and you have to do like these different objectives you, with only a quarter heart and clear out this you have to clear out these different encampments of enemies to Lost. unlock the shrine that tells you where the other shrines are so they per- really make you learn the mechanics it's, yeah it, the, the, i would say that the champions ballad uh, dlc is it it's completely dependent on your mastery of the game's mechanics so even the shrines themselves they're not random and they're not like you know single uh trick puzzles 
They're all they all basically assume that you know how to use the bomb, you know how to use the cryo, you know how to use the magnesis and all that. Right. And it puts it all into play. And it's it was it was out it was most excellent. I'll have to check it out. It's, I'll have to check it out. And I had that break like you did probably. Like after I beat it, I kinda of put Zelda down for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I had that break and I you know, I was playing some other stuff and then I got back into it with the DLC and I was just in the middle of playing the game and every so often it would just dawn on me as I'm playing like I love this game so much. <laughs> it's so great. I just love. I just like running around it, playing. It is a good game. It really is. Yeah. It really is a good game. I, well, I, I enjoy the hell out of that game. Uh, check out the DLC. It's great. Absolutely, I'm gonna have to do that. So we'll uh, we'll get you out of here soon uh, to kind of bring us that. Every time you have a, a major event here, you stream mm-hmm. on Twitch. How is the how's the Twitch relationship worked out for you? Uh, it works out works out really well actually. We have uh we've reached out to some uh well we haven't reached out, we've actually we I guess we've reached uh some big names, uh Azio, uh and then in the fighting game community, I guess uh Bifuteki's been helping out uh quite a nice. bit. Um so what we do is when we have a major event we stream uh to Game on Esports uh, on Twitch T V. Okay. And uh we pull in anywhere from, you know, sixty two to a couple hundred viewers for, for each event and uh that's Pretty much how it works. It works out okay for us. It, it gives us some coverage. It lets people who can't cool. make it to the event see it, you know, from uh, other states or other cities, and uh, root for whoever that is that they're watching for. So nice. All right, Josh, we can't thank you enough for your time. I know you're very busy and running on very little sleep, so we will get you out of here. <laughs> thank you. Before you take off, you gotta uh, hold the wares. Yeah, <laughs> let the people know where they can find you. What where they can find this awesome place, contact information, anything you want to put out there for the people to know, fire away. Scott. Yeah, sure. So, uh, it's, again, it's Game On. Uh, we're located at 3660 Delaware <laughs> Avenue. Uh, we have 40 PCs, Xbox Ones, PlayStation 4s, 12 pinball machines, a full kitchen, two virtual reality setups. Uh, we do uh, tournaments and lands uh, every month. And you guys, uh, if you want to stay up to date with us all the time, uh, check us out on Facebook at Game On LAN. And uh, that's it. Well, One last question: sure. uh, Can I take the Metallica pinball machine home? With me? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. I hate that machine. No, I'm kidding. Oh. Say, it's a great machine. Okay, it's a great is, machine. I'll, I'll happily take it home. <laughs> you can take AC, ACDC. Uh, give, yeah, not as much. Not as much. Not yeah. as much. Do you play some pinball? Uh, in my youth, but it's a Metallica pinball machine, and yeah. I kind of feel like I need it. You should play it before you go. It's it's a great game. I it really. Is. I, I was planning on it, so <laughs> not to worry. All right. All right, Josh, thank you so much you're for welcome. being on the show. Thank you for having me. You're welcome back anytime. I'm sure we'll have you on in the future. All right. All right. All right. Many thanks to Josh for having us here at Game on Land. Uh, that about does it here for us in this week's episode of The Devil's Due. We thank you very much for joining us again. We thank you to Game on Land, uh, Game on Land for having us here tonight. Uh, we're going to pack up our stuff now. Drew's going to play some Metallica pinball. Yeah, yeah. Um, we are actually going to be here for the fighting game tournament. Drew and I will be here. We're going to have a little table here. Uh, we're going to have some flyers and whatnot to give out to help promote the show. So if you want to meet us, A, what's wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> B, stole you, my line, man. <laughs> you can do so. We're also going to have some free comics to give away. I'm uh I'm going through a lot of stuff I'm reading and some of the stuff that I'm just you know have no desire to hold on to so we're gonna have some some free comics to give away. Look at that! So show up, support uh, Game on Land, support the Buffalo Fighting Game community, uh, get some free comics, have a good time, meet us, greet us. Chance you might actually end up on the show. You never know. It's happened before. It has. It happened has before. happened before. 
Uh, Drew, my voice is just about shot again. Um, I don't think I'm quite in uh, Frank Welker Megatron no. territory. That here. was that was still mind bending. <laughs> um, Doctor, mind bending. I see what you did there, and you like it. No shirt, cape, suspenders, suspenders, monocle. monocle. <laughs> I think those I designers. Think, those designers had a fun job, didn't they? You know. <laughs> Because we got to say it once a show, at least, not for nothing, <laughs> by shave my head. He was kind of buff, though. And my chest. <laughs> you do have the mustache going. I got the mustache. But do you have the monocle? I can find the monocle. Okay. I like this idea. What could go wrong? What could go wrong, Drew? Nothing. Not a thing. All right. It's beautiful. Folks, thank you very much for joining us. As always, if you would like to reach out to the show, send us some questions or some comments, you can find us at the following locations. I'm actually going to let Drew read because my voice is just heard. Oh, man. Uh, as per usual, you can find <laughs> us at the following locations on the Twitter, Devils Do Pod, Facebook.com slash Devils Do Pod, The Devils Do Podcast. I'm sorry. Correction, sir. The Devils Do Pod at gmail.com. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm new with this. Yeah, I know. And everything I just said, real simple, the Devils Do Podcast.com. Everything is there for your leisure. Uh, subscribe to iTunes there. Subscribe to the Google Play Store there. Grab the RSS feed link there. Put it into your podcast app of choice. And that's going to do her. Um, anything else, Carl? Well, look at, look at the table's turn here. Any final thoughts, Carl? Nope. I'm gonna go home and play some Dragon Ball. Well then, kitties. Look at me. Look at, look at what I get to do. Y'all go. Courts adjourned. <laughs>